Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I'm here with Emily. Emily, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Emily Johnson from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I am a writer. Thank you, Emily. Uh, So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. And um, I know today we're going um, to talk about uh, your mother's story. And so I have some questions uh, for you. Um, And so the first question um, I would like to ask is, what type of cancer was your mother diagnosed with? Uh, She was first diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 13. And she had had a lumpectomy and then radiation and that went away. Um, And then two years after that, she was diagnosed with advanced stage ovarian cancer. Uh, And that's the one that she was told she had a limited time to live, but she ended up battling it for 17 years and defied all the odds. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So like, what were some of the challenges she had living with cancer? Well, I mean, it's, you know, probably physically, obviously, um, she went through many rounds of chemotherapy, all of which have their own side effects. She went through uh, something like six to eight different surgeries, um, which certainly had huge implications on recovery. And then just, you know, emotionally, I'd imagine it's very scary to to find out that you have got some life-threatening disease that, you know, is going to significantly shorten your life. Um, I didn't understand it at the time as the daughter, but now that I'm a mother myself, I can only imagine what she went through thinking of me and, you know, and and what it would be like to, you know, I may not be there to see my daughter grow up or how is she going to be affected by it. Um, But my mom was just this amazing woman. She never really let it get her down. She didn't think about it unless there was a reason to think about it. And she was very stubborn. She was not going anywhere until she was ready to go somewhere. Um, and the, you know, I think that's what kept her alive for 17 years. Wow. That is really inspiring. Um, so, um, so I, uh, would just like to acknowledge, um, I, uh, my deepest condolences for your loss. And, um, I would like, um, to ask, um, what advice do you have, um, to, um, people who um, have a loved one in their life that's battling a chronic illness? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, everyone kind of deals with it differently. So the way I dealt with it and the way my family dealt with it, we were very close. We, um, my parents, you know, they, they wouldn't tell me something that they didn't know if it was a fact, but they certainly would bring me in on it. They never hid it from me. Um, and that was the way I dealt with it best because I don't do well with the unknown. I kind of, my mind always goes to the worst case scenario on everything. And sometimes it wasn't necessary. So we had a very open and honest relationship when it came to my mom's cancer. And, you know, she kind of made it one of those things where if I wanted to talk about it, she'd be there to answer any questions or just listen to me. And if I didn't want to talk about it, she didn't push me to do it. And so I think what's really important is, you know, they always say never lose hope, lose hope, never be negative about it. But really it's, it's set, set the stage for how you need to help somebody go through it or how you need help to go through it and be honest about it. Um, Cause that's really, I think honesty is the best way to get through it. If someone doesn't want to talk about it, don't make them talk about it and vice versa. Yes. That, that is really, really good advice. Um, 
I'm I'm that's very very inspiring message. Um um so is there anything um you would like to share with people um who um have have dealt with like a chronic illness have been in the hospital um or have been in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, it's one of the greatest lessons my mom taught me is that never assume anything. She, um, you know, when she was diagnosed with with what ended up being ovarian cancer, the first diagnosis was that the breast cancer had spread. And, um, and, and by the time they figured out that that wasn't the breast cancer, the ovarian cancer had gotten to the point where it was stage four. And she really just, you know, she took her own health into her own hands. She did not accept the fact that she was uh, statistically was not going to make it more than a year or so. She just kind of looked at those statistics in their face and just said, I, you know, I'm not going to be a number. Don't look at me as a number. She did her research. She found out you know, where doctors were that would look at her as a person and an individual and wouldn't just say, well, this is what happens to everybody and we're sorry. And, you know, that she fought for that. It was, you know, advocacy, I think is one of the most important things. Not that doctors, you know, are out there to just write you off. I'm not saying anything negative about doctors whatsoever. It's just that, you know, they have a ton of patients. All you have is you. You know, and so if you don't take your health into your own hands and and advocate for you, um, you know, I think that's you're missing out on an opportunity to potentially find a cure. Um, My mom started looking at it as this is not something I'm dying from. This is something that I am just going to live with as a chronic disease. And that's what she did. Yeah, that is really, really inspiring. Um, That's that's that's. um, that's similar to uh, something I gone through. Um, so I, I started this podcast because I was born with a heart condition, and I've had open heart surgery. Um, and w- when I was fourteen, I went into heart failure, and um, it was, um, and you know we we did think at one point I wasn't going to make it, um, but um, I ended up being able to uh, get a surgery and. Uh, have my heart condition be stable to the best it can be and so I feel really grateful for that uh, opportunity for a second chance at life and so um, what you shared right there just really reminded me of uh, something I went through as well and I think a lot of people have gone through similar situations as well so thank you so much for that. (laughs) Well that's the thing that's been so amazing about this experience after um, you know after she passed away I uh, she left me a book that she had begun to write when she was first diagnosed it's a work of fiction but she left it halfway unfinished so she gave this amazing opportunity for me to finish her book for her. And out of that has come podcasts such as this, where I'm able to tell her story from my experience of what it was like as a daughter. And I'm 10 years out from when she passed away now. So things are very different for me from when I first felt that grief and was first going through it. And so it's kind of her gift, you know, to me and to, you know, listeners of podcasts that I can spread her way of of you know approaching something like this and and her inspiration because she certainly was a very inspiring woman and to me that's one of the greatest gifts she could have ever given me that's that's so wonderful i'm that that, that is so so touching that you uh uh 
finished her book for her. She was writing a book. What was she writing a book about? It was, uh, like I said, a work of fiction, and it follows a young girl um, on a decade-long journey of self-discovery. You know, we all think when we're teenagers, we know where we're going to be and what we're going to be and how life is just going to go for us, and inevitably, life decides something else. And my mom was a big believer in you cannot choose what happens to you, but you can choose how you're going to respond to it. And so this book is really this girl's journey of how she learns to respond to things in her life that aren't going the way she had hoped they'd go. Um, And she's got a very close knit family. And, you know, eventually this journey um, throughout the decade may or may not bring her to the love of her life. <laughs> um, but really the the overall theme is, you know, you need to find what my mom called sanctuary, which is this place where you know who you are and you like what you know. And once you reach that sanctuary, life will open up to you in the most beautiful of ways. That's, that's really wonderful. Um, and it, that just reminded me of a quote, what you said. Um, it's a quote by Maya Angelou. Um, she said, um, you may not be able to control all the events that happen to you, but you can choose to not be reduced by them. Have you heard of that quote? I have, yes, <laughs> I definitely have. And that was really something my mom lived by in her world. Um, you know, she she just, she could have just given up and she couldn't control the fact that she got cancer. She had absolutely no control over it. She had the BRCA gene. So it was pretty much, she was predetermined to have it. Um, and so she, but she just said, well, okay, fine. Now let's, you know, what are we going to do now? Um, and she told her doctors, I don't care what you have to do. I will see my daughter walk down the aisle. And I was 15 when she got diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So that was kind of a long, you know, very tall order to make because I wasn't getting married, you know, within the next few years. And, um, you know, she did. She made it long enough to see me walk down the aisle. Her doctors were guests at my wedding. So I had a chance to dance with them. And she passed away a year and a half after I got married. Oh, wow. Wow. So, um, let's see. I think I had one more question. Um, what, um, what advice would you give, um, Um, what what do you think your mother um, would like to give the advice um, to uh, patients uh, dealing with cancer or other chronic illnesses? What do you think she would like to say to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think really she, even when she was in the middle of chemotherapy and, and her chemotherapy would be lasting eight hours, you know, they're in this big room with all these other patients as well. And she would just strike up conversations and be positive about it and, and not make light of it, not say, you know, oh, I'm going to be, you know, perky Peggy and everything's going to be okay. But, you know, really, she really tried to make you know, bring a human element to it. And she, you know, she did a lot of research. She'd pass on that research to people, not as if she was a know-it-all, but just as a, a kind of assignment, you need, you know, don't give up. Just absolutely don't give up. You know, learn, learn that this is unfortunately what life dealt you, but you still ultimately have some control in there. So never feel like you've lost control. You can find control over something. Um, you know, my mom was a very unselfless person and she cared more about the people around her than she did about her. Her number one concern when this happened was me. 
Um, and she would, you know, if we had big family vacations coming up or my high school graduation, you know, she would hold back a cancer diagnosis so that she wouldn't ruin that memory for my family. And I can't imagine the stress that that would have put on her knowing that she was about ready to deal with this all over again, but she didn't tell anybody for, you know, weeks. Um, and, and, you know, and, and something that I think, and it's the gift that she really left me was what happens when I'm gone, you know, and, and, and she really wanted to prepare me for what could eventually happen. Um, you know, and, and so I felt, even though it was a shock, I also felt like, I knew I was going to make it through because my mom and I had talked about it um, down to the final details of everything and, and kind of what she, I remember her telling me, and it was one of the last conversations we had, because I got a chance to say goodbye. She was in the hospital. It was the day they were getting ready to move her to ICU because she was having trouble breathing. Um, and so they were going to have to put her on a respirator and I happened to be there and I got the chance to say goodbye and tell her I love her. And to hear her say, I love you. And that was the final thing that she was able to say to me. But the night before, you know, we, she said, you know what, it's, you're going to make it through this. You know, she knew, I think she knew full well what was about ready to happen. And she said, I want you to know that it's okay to do, to go through grief the way you need to go through grief. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I learned, you know, going through it. Everyone talks about the five stages of grief or whatever they are. And I don't believe in that. I, I skipped stages. I stayed in stages longer. I didn't, you know, I didn't go through this whole disbelief and denial and anger and why me thing. I just, I let myself grieve the way I needed to grieve. And I felt like my mom gave me permission to do that. And I think that's something you don't want to talk about it. Obviously, if you've got a chronic illness or you've got something like cancer, the last thing you want to speak, you know, talk to anybody about is the what if I die. Um, but I think it's also important to try in, in the best way that works for everybody in the situation to try and have that, you know, discussion because, you know, even though you don't want to focus on it, it's still something that is really important to talk about because I think it helps both people mentally. And if you are mentally strong and have this emotional, you know, connection to somebody, it almost makes it, I don't want to say easier, but it makes it doable. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, I learned, I mean, I had people, you know, while I was going through the grieving process of why haven't you moved on or it's just time to get over it. And, you know, and I kind of want to be like, how dare you say that to me? I'm, mm -hmm. I am dealing with this the best way I can. And I chose writing, finishing writing my mom's book as my way of going to therapy. It was my way of continuing a conversation with her long past she was gone. And this whole conversation is continuing through podcasts and book signings and, you know, and, and writing other, you know, things. Um, she's still here with me. I can still talk to her through that. But it, it, that's the biggest thing that I learned going through the grieving process was that it was okay to grieve in the way I needed to grieve. Um, and that's something that I have advocated for on many podcasts and many talks. Um, Cause I think that's one of the only ways you're going to make it through to the other side. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I've never considered um, the five stages of grief where you skip stages and it, it's never in like the specific order that it's like laid out in. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. I've never considered that before, but it makes a lot of sense uh, because everyone deals with grief differently uh, and everyone 
feels different emotions going through the grief at different times. It's not just in those five steps. You know, and it's 10 years later, I still have moments where something happens or God forbid my son has a fever and I freak out because he's, you know, eight years old and I still don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, and my first thought is I want to call my mom. And then I realize she's not there and I still let myself cry. I mean, you know, people think 10 years out, you're not going to still cry about it. I still let myself cry if it happens and it's okay. I'm not less of a person. I'm not weak. It's just, it, it's forgive yourself for however you decide to grieve. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, 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 it stays with you. Uh, for the rest of your life, the the loss, and I I completely understand. I completely understand that. Uh, so thank you for shedding light on that. Uh, is there anything else you would like to share with people? No, not really. I just I I hope that people can take comfort from you know the words on this podcast and other podcasts that I've done, and and just hopefully I can pass on some of my mom's wisdom and use her, you know, bad experience to help make someone else's life better, um, regardless of how, how long that lasts. That is so inspiring. Thank you so much. Um, so um, I would like to mention one more thing. So you said um, you, you finished writing your mom's book, and um, I'm so inspired by that because um, – I'm currently uh, working on um, a memoir uh, talking about my uh, experiences in the hospital. And so I feel like, um, in, in, in like the same thing you said, uh, I want to give hope to people and help them deal with, uh, deal with uh, these difficult situations. And um, so I, I'm really inspired by you. <laughs> well, don't give up on it. I never intended to publish this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I had a publishing contract. <laughs> So, um, you know, because there's something about art in the written world that can express emotions that as humans, we can't verbally express, whether we just can't put it together in our head right away or we're scared, you know, that's, that's the power of it. And whether you're writing it or drawing it or you're reading it or viewing it, there's something so magical about art and, and the emotions that it can bring out in someone that they may not even know are there. Um, and that's something, you know, th- that I think has been, I- I've gotten so many people that have just thanked me, not necessarily, you know, for, for writing the book, sharing the story and how it, it made them all of a sudden realize, you know, that, that something was there or it made them realize, you know, my, my loved one had just been diagnosed with something and this kind of gave me hope, you know, that, that we can go through it. And that was really, you know, ultimately, you know, I, I something I never foresaw coming from, from this book. And that has probably been the most touching thing of all. Yes. Uh, this was, uh, thank you so much for coming onto my podcast and sharing your mother's story. This was, I think this was, this was definitely a very important, uh, episode. And, um, I think, I think this is going to help people bring, more awareness to cancer and to um it's especially going to help people who have also lost loved ones to chronic illnesses so thank you so much emily (laughs) my pleasure i'm glad that i i can talk about it (laughs) thank you so much